I want a sandwich. Now. Oh, sandwich wench. Yo, wench. Sandwich. Now. I'm going to need a sandwich. A sandwich. I'm going to need a sandwich. A sandwich. I'm going to need a sandwich. A sandwich. A sandwich. A sandwich. I'm going to need a sandwich. A sandwich. I'm going to need a sandwich. A sandwich. Hello everyone, welcome back to another political recap stream here on the Moisky Live channel. Uh, we're a bit early today for those in the United Kingdom. Hi. Yes, uh, daylight savings happened here. It did not happen in America though, yet. Uh, joining me to talk about some politics stuff, if we can find anything, is Trups. Say hi, Trups. Hello, Trups. That is obnoxious. I love it. Uh, how are you today? I'm alright. How are you? I'm all. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, how you been this yeah, week? Yeah, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Oh. Um, I feel like I haven't done anything all week. No, no. But it okay. So like, we just had Halloween, and I Halloween just, is obviously just, a, a favorite, right? I've, like, just, I've just done a fail. Every, what? Uh, you do? I I forgot to turn your audio back up on uh, OBS. So oh. it was ten seconds. Oh. I haven't heard you say anything. Well, that's fine. We record this for a reason. Yeah, it'll be on Rumble and Spotify at some point over the weekend. Yes, very good. Um, very Sorry quality. That. Sorry, folks. We're professionals. I, I was tabbed um, out. I was tabbed out for a second reading a DM from someone. <laughs> um. So, uh, what was I saying? Um. Uh. Did you fix the what we're looking at on the screen too? Nope. There uh, it yes. is. There Ooh. it is. I fixed it. I got that. <laughs> Uh, you did once. Uh, oh, it it, it is a it is a process at the very least. It, it's um, called it's called ADD. Uh, <laughs> I, uh-huh. just, I just what else? Uh, it, it, I don't know what else to call it, but I'm going to go with that for now for the sake of it. <laughs> it just seems sure. safer. Yeah, that. Um, that I, should, I should just I should just do hotkeys. It was so much simpler. If I just went F bosh. Is there me actually clicking on it? Because I was I just keep forgetting. Uh huh. Well, that's fine. We're we're professionals. It's fine. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we um, so we just had Halloween. Obviously, favorite holiday. Of it was upstarts. great. It was banging. Here. Um. Now, for me, I as an adult now, I get to now be on the opposite side of normal Halloween things. Oh, I never got um, to be on that. The other. I never got to be on the first side, like the kids' side. I oh, never got, I, I mean, never do that. I kind of. I've heard other people say that similarly, and it, it just makes me sad. It wasn't in uh, two, in the early turn of the century um, when I was 14, uh, 15, 16. That, that was when it started to pick up. Mm-hmm. But that was turn of the century. In the 90s, right. it wasn't here a thing. It really wasn't. And I, I, re- I regret that to an extent because I never got to dress up in scary costumes uh, or anything like Or, you know, costumes. I never got that. Uh, until I was at university, and obviously I can't go trick-or-treating in my 20s. That's highly inappropriate. You can only if you have children. That's true, uh, but, but 
Turns out I'm I'm right. not I'm not father right. material. I'm you know? I'm aware. Um, I'm not not, not in the not in the you're not father material. It's just that you are not a father. I uh, it's it's uh, unlikely to ever change, but you've got a point. Well, I'm just trying to be kind. I, I appreciate um, your kindness at this time. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, you're quite welcome. Um, but anyway, so I get to enjoy the other side of things. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, I get to witness uh, and encourage children to, you know, be scared or be, like, weirded out, creeped out. So I, as an adult, I also dress up. And this is so that I can also give uh, candy also in, in costume. Yeah. Um, Are you scaring them? No, but I definitely did. Okay, so I dressed up as a plague doctor. As you should. It's an outfit I've never done. Renaissance is, is good. It's so common. Um, Italy did it right. And I, well, yes, of course. But I left something out of the car, so I needed to go outside and get it. But I didn't feel like taking the whole costume off to go outside. Eh, it was fine. It was dark or whatever. So I grabbed this light that I have. It's a skull. Oh, I walk outside. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was literally just a glowing skull. So I walk out, hunched over slightly, yeah. walk into my car. Yeah. And I just, I, turning my head every every now and again, because I also can't see very good. Yeah. Um, and I see the other, the other kids walking by, and I'm just like, creepy, walking along. Opens up car, reaches in, grabs stuff, closes car, locks car. Yeah. Looks back at kids walking by with skull as lantern. And then I walk right on back. And I I just hope somebody saw that and was just like, what just happened? This is a totally normal day. And I like in the chat that you've got someone called the Plagued Doctor uh, saying hi yes, to us. Yes, I, I just saw that myself and I was thrilled. I'm glad you were. Um, I missed out on all the uh, trick-or-treaters, to be honest, because they um, I had work in the afternoon. Uh, I wasn't around. Uh, and... Um, they, they look cool. My niece has got to go trick-or-treating. I don't think they've done it before, so I was very happy for them. I don't know if they actually got to have the swag they got, uh, but I was very happy they got to experience this. It's, it's a nice, it was nice also because a lot of the houses around here are newer, younger families, and so they're mm-hmm. making an effort for the kids. They're putting all these decorations outside. Uh, we we have decorations outside as well. It looked cool. I was very happy for, for the kids in that respect because they get to have these memories, uh, which uh, I don't know if they'll remember it fondly or not, but you know, it's something I didn't get to experience, so I'd like to believe it's already better for them. Now, now, what is a shame is that the sheer amount of just people who go out and trick-or-treat is a lot lower than I remember. Like, when I was a kid, I thought there Back in were... my day? Well, yeah. Back in my day, I thought there were a bunch of different people... Out th- there and, and whatnot. But do you think, oh, shit, I don't see anybody anymore. Do you think it's because people are more introverted now? Or do you think they're more afraid of their children being harmed in some manner? Because I've seen some no. scare things. I saw a, vi- a picture, a video, sorry, someone running a magnet over the candy their, sweet, their child had got. And it pulled Weird. the Twix up. And they opened the Twix and they found a, a needle going through it. And I was like, people aren't doing that. I don't believe them, okay? I don't like, when I see that shit, I, I, I literally cannot believe that but that's a real thing. I'd like to believe that these sort of things are why people are becoming more introverted about it and not wanting to be a part or not enjoy uh, a silly little... It's not really... It's not even... 
He's just giving kids sweets, really, isn't he? He's not doing the trick part. No one does it. No, but I think what what it comes down to is, though, I think, I th- genuinely, I, I think that um, COVID ruined a lot of this. It'll take a while to um, rebuild. It'll take a while to build back up. Yeah, I, I think that's a lot of it, because what somebody might have experienced, you know... Um, yeah. Well, it was gone for a lot of formative years, um, and, and I think that definitely uh, does play a, a major part in in the behavior. Yeah, or uh, you know the lack of. Um, so, I mean, that's a shame just in general, and I do think that COVID played a part in it. And the other thing is, I don't know how much these um, the younger generation really enjoys um some of the things that we do or we did i i genuinely don't know if this is something that they are into or want to be into genuinely mm-hmm. like oh okay cool so we dress up and we go to everyone's house and what we just grab candy and, and go i don't know I, I feel like a lot of people just don't have that kind of priority anymore. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I can, I mean, I can, I can believe that. Yeah. Sadly. So, I mean, that's, that's a, yeah, that's, that's the sadder part of it all. I, I hope to imagine that that's not the case. Uh, cause I, I prefer the other one where there's a hope for things coming back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my thoughts on that whole thing. As it's getting more popular over here, I guess um, we have yet to plateau. COVID obviously ruined a lot of things, but to be honest, um, trick-or-treating didn't really matter to us. We just bought the kids treats anyway and just said, there you go. I know that it's a remarkably Americanized thing at this point. Oh, it's pretty like, much I know it didn't start here, but like... <laughs> it's ingrained in your culture, went. fam. And any right. excuse to have a holiday, right? Uh, Sure, actually, yeah. I get told about some of yours, and I'm just, I'm, I don't want to roll my eyes. I'm just jealous you have as many as you do. I guess it makes sense since a lot of your people who have jobs don't actually have holidays. Mm-hmm. What? No. What do you mean? Uh, yes. I saw, um, I saw a video earlier um, on Twitter. Somebody who had a student loan, they paid $120,000 on this loan, and they still owed seventy-six. Uh, and um, they were absolutely freaking out that for 10 years they've been paying this, and for 10 years they have paid several times more than what the original thing was. And I I just wanted to ask a question about this, because clearly student loans in your country are done very differently. Over here, they're nowhere near as predatory. Like That is clearly quite predatory, to to get young people who don't understand these loan systems to then Mm -hmm. accept a very high interest rate. Um, is this is is that is oh hang on there was a question I've already lost it. Um, um, in in the video anyway, so so she was really upset and freaked out by it. Is this quite common that you don't get? I mean, so we teach some economics, but would it not be wise to teach economics in your system so people don't get hit by that by those kind of systems? It would if our system was intended for people to not get hit by it. So that, um, I, I was waiting for you to say it. I figured that would be where you'd go. Because that yeah, sounds I, about right. I think that we have created a system that wants people to fall into debt. Yeah. Um, now, that may, that may you know, be very, um, what's the word, uh, pessimistic or, you know, 
Sounds right. Negative. Though. Just negative. Uh, but I genuinely do think that I we've created a system that has essentially um, kind of broken our um, uh, broken what we've already put in place, and it definitely uh, stops whatever individual wants to avoid falling into the pitfalls of debt. Um, a lot of our systems actually thrive when you fail. So I I hate it. Don't American get me wrong. American dream, everyone. That's the American dream. <laughs> well, I mean, I, there's no good answer to it, unfortunately. No, I was, it was like, a curiosity because I'd saw, seen the video earlier today and mm-hmm. I just sort of sat back and thought, this is very interesting. I mean, I'd seen other things about AR-15s because that, again, is cropping up as a debate. Um, and I obviously not going to be drawing on that, but um, I, it was just to me because I hear about your Medicare system and your insurance companies on that as well, and it always seems so predatory. And I, I, it does, it does when we when other countries. It's now many years after you were called third world. I hear about this, and I'm just like, actually, this starts to feel more and more third world than it should. And I, I don't think the student loan one, especially, that is horrendous. Well, I think. I- I think the word that you're using to describe how the loans appear is the most accurate. It, it, it is predatory. It is. That is just the it's word. It's very, very opportunistic to take advantage yeah. of, of people who do not understand basic economics. Or not, like, unlike, so when you get a mortgage for a house, you're walked through the process typically. Uh-huh. But you're not with student loans, apparently. Or if you are, no, if you but- are, you're not given the information you need. Instead, you're given what they think you need as enough to go buy. Well, if we want to just uh, focus in on on that aspect of it, like just the the student loan part, student loans by themselves are are predatory because those companies have a vested interest in that going well. Not every loan is predatory, but we do provide a lot of opportunities for predatoryness. Uh, in our loan system. Um, for example, like the difference between student loans and like a mortgage, right? The mortgage is spelled out in front of you as as hard as like it can be. Yeah. I mean, like it is overemphasized all the pieces, yeah. right? Okay. Um, mortgages, I would say, by and large, are more kind. Um, the problem is, is that a lot of people just strictly can't afford them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I understand that. Like uh, when when I when I purchased the house, I was uh, right as the the you know utter floor of the mortgage situation um, was about to go up. Um, oh, was your side so going I, up? I, oh, oh, we are we are so higher. What is the average average APR? APR for those who don't know, because I don't own a house, I don't know this. Oh, uh, it's it's a. Um... Uh, by the way, I'm only querying all this because I, uh, I'm nearly 38, and I'm sat here thinking I need to start considering, perhaps in a year or two, trying to save up and get my own place, have my office here because I love that, but have something for me, because I don't like that I'm 38 and I still have a box room. Right. Uh, APR is essentially so it's an interest rate. And then I hear about, you know, 
how other systems work in other countries, and I find it quite fascinating. I don't, I'm not crap. I don't want to crap on it. At the same time, I want to understand it why it's so different from ours. Because mm-hmm. I know a little bit about ours, and student loan one I especially know about because mine was very simple. I simply applied, and they gave me what it was based on my crappy non-existent income. I so you have APR insurances between yeah. six to eight percent. Um, so basically that's an interest that you pay at closing yeah. on the percent of your loan. So okay. if your loan is, you know, $300,000, $400,000, you pay 8% of that at closing as a cost to the loan seller. And then you don't have to pay that, but then your mortgage is whatever that, that price is. This offsets a lot of cost that you would have ordinarily just paid into the loan, but the interest rate is basically paid up front for the per- for the extent, uh, the, the actual uh, length of time that your mortgage is. So some people have a 15-year mortgage, some people have a 30-year mortgage, some people have a 40-year mortgage. Um, and basically that APR is a calculated cost that goes into buying a house. See, I can explain that, but I couldn't tell you what the fuck a, a student loan looks like. So that's why I find it so interesting because you you've been through the education system, have you? I believe I have. Yeah, and there is very little there. That's really intriguing. Also, I find it fascinating because you go to. I mean, a lot of parents of all, not more, many, but there will surely be parents who've also been to college that may still be paying their loans based on what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's I, very possible. I, I find that quite concerning. Uh, that you're mm-hmm. still in that position. Okay, it, it was just a fascination on my part, and I do apologize I'm if I called you a third world country. Obviously, it's just sometimes I hear things. Oh. And I'm like, this doesn't help. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I can't say you're fully wrong. We're like, we're we're, whole... we're a third world country. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just because we're nanny well, state enthusiasts. I know, <laughs> and and you love and you love the victim. We really do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that now. Um, so I saw an article from Salon. I don't know if you heard about this. I mean, technically, it's not wrong. But at the same time, from what I've heard from a, heard from apologists in your country this week, it might not be. Title, MAGA and Christian nationalism. Bigger threat to America than Hamas could ever be. Oh, God. <sighs> okay, yeah, hold on. Send me that article, because I, I remember seeing parts of this that I needed to, to I'm going to go and at. get it. I'll get it for you now. I've put it in our server. It's there now. Um, it's actually part of a tweet that I saw via libs of TikTok um, because yeah. they're claiming that Trump supporters are more dangerous than Hamas or Nazi terrorists who behead babies and do other things. Um, there are many things they say in that, and I can't say it, although I shouldn't have said behead babies, to be honest. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Well, it says in the tweet from libs of TikTok, I can't read any more of that, oh. though, because it gets worse. Um, yes. But yes. yes, um, yes. I, so technically, correct, because Hamas has not got a foothold in your country. But then you have to consider uh, yeah, that. Sure. Christ- but then you have to argue that you are then assigning Christian nationalism as a threat to America. But Christian Christianity is a fundamental part of your nation. It's so ingrained in your in your country's culture. It's it's not can't be considered a threat to your country when it is your country. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm not okay, trying to so I, simplify. But that's how I see it from an outside I perspective. Think, I think one is a. I find them on two different scales. Not that really you should be have a different scale when it comes to terrorism, but yeah. one of them is an existential threat. 
Yeah. One of them is is seeking your utter destruction, right? Your very fundamental being is an offense to their way of living, and they don't want you to do that anymore. That's MAGA, right? That would be, well, <laughs> no, no, no. That would be that, just Islamic fundamentalism, Hamas aside. Oh, you, mean um, the, you mean the same group that uh, Vice President Kamala Harris said that this week uh, more protections need to be in place to deal with Islamophobia? When, you know, right now the argument is less about Islamophobia and more about the intolerance shown towards Jewish people. Yes. It's interesting how that happens quite often in governments. They immediately jump to the religion of peace. Well, you know what's even funnier about that is they're actually the majority religion. Yeah, they don't like hearing that. Like, if you if you break it down by, like, religions across the world, like, you have, like, Islam and Christianity at the top. Islam is actually more... Um, and there's Jews who are 0.02% of the world's population. But, you know, they're the problem, apparently, according to many protesters. Um, and take, tearing down all those um, kidnapped pictures and flags supporting Israel. Oh, my God. There's, uh, oh, I have to get back to the, the, the poster thing in a little bit, because there was some crazy shit that I was watching earlier. Um, but, it, it, so, one of them poses an existential threat to, like, the very existence of your country and your way of life. Um, fundamentally, is the, the the people who are fanatics um, on it, most most religions, honestly, usually do not appreciate Western values. Uh, but we're going to use Islam in this case because wow, we've done it for like what the last thirty years, um, more actually, um, thirty to forty years. Um, most of the time, the actual religious fundamentalists do not like. Um, a lot of more progressive and liberal um, intentions, which from a a conservative's point of view, um, we can change over time. Like, here's a good example. Um, the conservative opinion uh, in terms of like the base, not politicians, on the use of recreational marijuana has changed substantially over over the years. Whereas in the eighties and nineties, you had individuals, um, parents, conservatives who thought that was the devil's lettuce and, <laughs> or, or actually D D and D is another good example, but, uh, these things would send you to hell, all that oh, kind of the stuff. Devil, yes. stayed a- yeah. Stayed away from it immediately. That has changed culturally. Um, just in general, people grew up with it and said, look, that's, that's not a thing. We don't, it's, it's not as big of an issue. Politicians don't, agree with this but a lot of the base do um that's that's one example dnd being another one um where you know it's gonna sit devil worship not really but okay pokemon also devil worship sure okay oh man i love um, that pokemon don't do me with that <laughs> way, i put my switch friend code on a server earlier yes i i did see it i just haven't turned on my switch in a week if you get to uh, if your wife has it as well to add me as well oh i will yes that's a good point um but Versus things like MAGA or Christian nationalism, which Christian nationalism is trying to steer back to things like I just described. Um, it's basically more of the politicians, you know, way of life that they no longer see as a portion of American lifestyle um, that they would like to have back. Yeah. Versus um, and then and then the MAGA movement, which is actually more of a um, like a callback to um, 
almost almost founding fathers ish. Yeah. Except a bit without the um. Uh, without the 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 religion that played a massive part and the slavery, um, is do you, just a question about MAGA. So, um, is it um, is it still quite strong? Yes, very much so. Okay. Um, the the base idea of MAGA being that we're make America great again, right? One of the core tenets was that we do too much stuff outsourced. Um, I remember because I've got. Um, I've got some MAGA-related um, merch that I had sent to me by Leona after I paid mm-hmm. her for it, including a notebook, mm-hmm. uh, some pins. Uh, I didn't get a hat, though, because I think you've got the hat. I did get the hat. I've got some pins of Trump Pence. Naturally, I regret that slightly now. No, I'm mm-hmm. kidding, I'm kidding. They actually hung on a picture frame on my wall, because I think they're hilarious. Um, but, yeah, uh, the... All said Made in America, that was the point. Right, it was made in America, and let's focus on making America stronger because we have lost the plot over the past however long um, doing these career politicians and establishment people. That was the idea. That was the original idea of why they voted in Trump, who's expressly not a politician, uh, in the first place. They, the, the people were sick and tired of, you know, the Clintons, the Ivy League bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Clinton, Obama, Bush, uh, all of them having done what they did, you know, a constant war. Like, we were just like, hold on, let's try a little bit of a, a self-care routine for a little bit. Unfortunately, what that turned into was, ah, xenophobia, extreme nationalism, as far as, you know, the, the media was concerned. Yeah. And you know that both of those things are very bad unless you're another country in which case, it's totally fine to be proud of the country you're from. It's uh, a very common theme here, where you're not allowed to be proud to be English, but you can be proud to be British. Yeah. You're proud to be or Scottish, like... Welsh, Northern Irish, but you cannot say English. And I'm like, but I'm quite proud to be English. Because we conquered the world. Why should I be dis- not the... proud of that? Seriously. The other problem with, like, the, it's, you know, it's wrong to be proud to be an American kind of thing, is that we have so many different people from so many different walks of life, that... A lot of people, what they do is they take their identities from their family or the cultures that they grew up with or yeah. the countries they immigrated from, and then they fly that pride in America, which so I, I have no problem that's, with. That's typical of, like, second gen, isn't it? Like, they try yeah. and make it more about where their family are from, but their family left there for a reason. They came to either live the American dream or because oppression. Yeah. You know, they, they left it and they don't seem to... Many of the second gen... Was it first gen, second gen? Whatever. The, the children don't seem to get it. Yeah. And I, I think that's so embarrassing. <clears throat> you have it with your... You still, you still have politicians in your country who say, I'm Irish. And I'm like, no, you're fucking not. You're American. Shut up. Right. And and that's essentially what it is. Like, when people like ask me, like, oh, well, what are you? I'm like, well, my father was an immigrant from Cuba, but culturally, you know, Cuban and Puerto Rican. Puerto Rico counts because it's still technically America, uh, but like ish <laughs> the I, territory. To me, I you know the moment you're born in America, to me you're just American. Yeah, um, but a lot of us want to hold on to something because I get that though. I do. Get we it. don't have a culture that really extends beyond. Like, look at the difference between like British culture on a grand scale. British culture exists for thousands of years. Yeah. Right. American culture. 300 years 
ish. Yeah. 350. I mean, I've got over a thousand years, and people still say we don't have culture. I'm like, motherfucker, you're saying that in front I of castles. I mean, you castle. do. It's just conquer. Conquer and boats. Well, we have castles um, like Tham. Come on. And those are gorgeous, by the way. Yeah, um, I like my castles. Yes. Um, but when it comes to people like, hey, do you have American culture? I mean, yeah, we have culture. It's, it's just our culture. I mean, our culture is just people don't like it when we tell people like what our culture is. Like, what is our culture? Our culture involves guns, yeah. uh, giving zero fucks to authority. Um, uh, we are leading innovators in things like aerospace and flight, which I think we should be really proud of. You should um, be. You should be. Uh, I, I especially love your work on Top Gun. Yeah, I mean, true. Um, but like in terms <laughs> of flight by itself, like okay, we had genius inventors in American history from all walks of life. Like, some of them came from other countries and brought their genius to this country. Just, just, to, just to clarify here, though, that when it came to like that area, you took over from other countries that obviously created it first. And you took it to a level where it just can't be... You can't compare it, because you guys are, are, are better than most in that department. Because you had, you had the, uh, the, 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 the brain to invest in this area. We don't. Mm-hmm. We reduce ours, like you have when you have a Democrat president. Typically, you know, it's just that's how it goes. Right. We don't have the presence we used to have, but we were the one of the first. Oh yeah, and when it comes to innovation, a lot of it comes down to whether or not you have the funds to actually yeah. engage in it. We As a brand new country, we didn't have the kinds of debts that like. Uh, Britain so or you also, France yeah, did. You, you also had vast amounts of untapped resources in your country itself. You have True. vast quantities of gold. You have all the oil and everything. You had everything you needed in your country. Right. And that was something we, the United Kingdom, were too small. That's why we fell yeah. behind. But we had a, a stronger, we were fast enough, and obviously we were all smart enough, to form the alliance necessary to make sure that we are not left behind by other bigger sized nations who, let's face it, no offense to most of them, we beat you in a ground war anyway, so don't try and treat us like a bitch. It's not going to work. Not you guys, the um, the European ones. They're embarrassing. I was going to say the French. Um, well, obviously. No, I was actually having, I was having that discussion with somebody else. I was like, yeah, no, we, we beat off, you know, beat off, wrong word. <laughs> we, beat, uh, we, we beat the British in, in the revolution. We sent them packing. And then about 40 <clears> years <throat> later, they came and burned our White House down. I would, well, we had dinner first. <clears throat> don't, just a quick thing with that. We, we had to wait months to get reinforcements. We were already handicapped, okay? True. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that was the problem, though. Back in that day, like, the era of... And also, don't don't forget, like, the era of that era of combat was the stupidest thing in the fucking world. Oh, yeah. One, Y'all stood in, a, like, a straight line. Yeah, and one-shot muskets, man. One shot. Yeah. You had to wait for them to shoot you first or something, and their shots were horrendous in those things. Uh, yeah, no, and, and there was, no, like, smoothbore ball that basically, you know, went any which way. Could have curved right if you had the wrong, you know, you know, con- you know uh, pack of, of oh, black powder. Yeah, if, yeah. Right? And the black like, powder you, it could have shot. Gun was useless then. Oh, that too. And then that's why you saw so many people just carrying sabers. At least that made sense. Um, they, they had bayonets on the end of them, and I thought that was quite funny. I'm like, you may as well just use it as a very long pole arm. Holbert, sorry, Holbert. That's it. well. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, it should have been. It should have been more common. But both are technically true. Pole oh, cool. arm is just basically cool. saying that there's a it's a weapon on the end of a large stick. It may as well be that then. It, well, actually, to be fair, those muskets were made of wood, and a little bit. Yeah, of I mean, 
and 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 that by itself is is its own you know conversation. But um, but when you talk about culturally, right? Um, like, yeah, America hasn't had enough time to necessarily build their own culture, so a lot of people, or hasn't had a time to establish a culture on par with places like France or Ireland or Russia or you know any of the Baltic states, even Africa in a sense. Um, you know, Egypt being one of the first civilizations, you know, their culture goes back till, you know, 2,000, 3,000 years before Christ. Um, so, I mean, when you talk about actual culture being from a place like Egypt or being from a place like India or China even, like, yeah, you, it's not, it's not even comparable. You'll have tens of, you know, thousands of years. I would yeah. not say tens of thousands. Yeah. Not quite accurate. And just before but, we know. go back on point about MAGA and Christian nationalism, Orla, you mentioned yeah. um, uh, the idea England was never conquered. Of course, we were the Romans and the French. Uh, well, Norman. Um, um, now, true. Uh, when is you mentioned... Well, no, 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 no. It's just points being made about UK uh, being a superpower oh. where England is. Um, about why, Yeah. Uh, and our involvement in the slave trade, of course, we were one of the first. We conquered the world after all. And yes, we abolished it quite quickly, in fact. Oh, hang on, I have to cut out. Um, anyway, back to, like, MAGA and Christian... Like, do you, as someone that's more conservative than me, do you consider Christian nationalism a threat to America? Or a bigger threat than Hamas? Which, the answer should be yes, but not for the reason that they think. Okay, it is a threat because there are pieces of Christian nationalism that Politics. pose that pose a danger to our standard uh, operating life. Um, while I'm not opposed to things like teaching morals. Yeah. Like if you're, if, like our legal system, right, is based in Christian morals. Um, you see it happening in uh, that's politics. Fine. A lot of the uh, Christian groups uh, back certain politicians and they will lean on them to do certain things. And that does influence your politics a bit as well, which is not ideal. It does. It does. Um, but, yeah, the difference being that I, I'm i okay with our, um, our, our morals and our laws being rooted in Christian beliefs. Well, it was However, been. caveat, star, not Christian law. Okay? Oh, there has to be a separation. So, of uh, church and state, I believe, is a word for that. Right. And that's where the Christian nationalism part really loses it. Because the freedom to say, nah, I'm not a Christian, I don't abide by your beliefs, is the same freedom that one should have to say, I am Christian, these are my beliefs. Right? That, I, it is the same freedom. If there was that freedom in place, I would argue at this point you would have had at least one person in office that would say, yeah, I'm not a God-fearing American. As in, every president always has to declare their um, allegiance, you know, to the church in some manner. And I find that to be uh, quite disingenuous. And also they have to swear on a Bible, um, but they don't have to. They can swear on any holy book, but they have to swear on a holy book. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree with, with the idea of that. I don't think it's... I think it, it meant to be a separation of, of church and state, and that is one massive gesture of not separation. It, it, it is true. And also, if you imagine they have the same uh, condition when you testify in court. Um, in this country, we, do, we actually have two versions. Uh, one is based on faith and one is based on not faith. 
I don't know if we have a not faith version. I imagine we do, but I've just it's yeah. so uncommon. I, that I only, I've never. I only know it because I w- only once in my life had to go in, into court as a witness to a car oh, crash, and I they said, "Do you believe in God?" And I'm like, "What? Hello? Believe in what?" Okay, you this one instead. Oh, oh, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> I lost you there for a second. Yeah. Oh, what? You lost me? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I, I, yeah. Okay. Carrying on. I, it's um, fine. Um, but, okay. So, no, I don't think that Christian nationalism or... Okay. So, the white nationalism part is a different story because... Very different. White nationalism is a... We'll call it a destructive force. Whereas you could argue that Christian nationalism is a creative force. Yeah. One seeks to change things so that one would grow more. Based on the situation in our country, white nationalism would end up being a destructive force where it would be more about removal than it is generation. Oh, really? Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. Because, I mean, we'll just talk about the amount of, you know, mixed couples that exist. I mean, white nationalism would say that that would be abhorrent. And I fundamentally don't agree. And actually, I believe that mixed children end up actually looking very, very good for some reason. Um, I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever noticed, but a lot of mixed children, like, end up coming out, like... I have no feeling very, about this because I don't care about kids. <laughs> no, I'm well, kidding. they grow I'm kidding. up. I'm kidding. I'm they just grow saying. Up. I, I'm just saying that I, I, uh, I've noticed. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, there is definitely a genetic advantage. Though the disadvantages seem to be mitigated, and I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about the race of individuals. I think that might be my reason for the indifference in this one. But you have a point mm-hmm. with like, the, the impact of white nationalism, for example. I feel like, like I feel, I'm mixed. I, in my head, I think I, I look great. <laughs> That's fair. One hundred percent fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, the white nationalism thing, because you could actually argue that from a British point of view too. Um, in in our country, at least, we are so full of of immigrants or people from different places. Um, you know, not just you know South America or the islands. Um, but even we'll just use like southern Italy. They're darker skinned. Mm-hmm. Indians. Anyone from the Middle East, they have a more Mediterranean skin tone, which is that like, you know, a, a slightly off color of um, uh, like a off colored mix of, of, of brown and, and pale white, right? It's a much more muted um Almost constantly looks like a tan. Is it? It's not. It's an environmental, isn't it? Well, I think so. But I, I noticed that, especially if you look at like native Greeks who have been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, despite what we saw with Alexander the Great and a lot of images, um, he was not nearly as pasty as as a lot of pictures make him look to be. Um. So anyway, Puritanism in terms of racial purity is is kind of fucked no matter where you are um and because we have a white nationalist movement somewhere in our country it's something that we need to avoid um is there a way to avoid it flat. no um 
because there's not really a way to be like, ah, oh, you're a white nationalist. You may no longer have the freedoms or the rights that this country has uh, blessed you with. Um, or God has blessed you with in, in the case of like what our original constitution says. Um, it's not very fair to do that. What we'd have to do is we would have to just present better ideas. Which, for example, Nick's kids look better. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I, I, again, I'm not as uh, intrigued by the race thing. I often find in my town uh, there are a number of interesting couples uh, I see um, showing little to no affection, which always fascinates me. Uh, like you, uh, it's it's quite common my generation and uh, newer that you don't see that at all anymore, which I actually prefer. Um, but mm-hmm. with certain types of white girl, they always look a certain way or try and look like something else to go with be with certain other different groupings of people. I find that fascinating. Yes. That's fast. These ones are like chads and trash, and it's hilarious because they make such a too tryhardy, and I'm like, but. And I know exactly what you mean because... I've tried too hard. Like, come on. In in our country, what it ends up looking like is platinum blonde. Yeah. Okay. So every... Like, if anybody here in the chat has or or on Spotify has been to college, you know what a sorority person looks like. And I, I don't mean like... You know every sorority, but you know the sorority that I'm thinking about, where everyone is platinum blonde. They all look the fuck. <laughs> I, I I know exactly what you're talking about as well. Um, so I I just I I'm, as far as like the the white nationalism thing, it's not as much of a thing over here. There are people who do believe in nationalism. Um, there are nationalist parties, for example, but they're not the same as you know racial nationalism. I find it quite ironic that, for example, in Scotland they have a nationalist party that wants to be globalist. So like your name is literally what? nationalist. Scottish Nationalist Party. No, no, yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to comprehend how the fuck that works. They want to rejoin the EU, don't they? Oh, they yeah, want to be, right. they want to be globalist. That's what they want. But like, your name is literally nationalist. In this country, when there was the British Nationalist Party, they were considered racist, and they did espouse some rather racy ideas, racist ideas. Um, but this, this is different, right? Uh, and yeah. um, why is NASCAR so boring? That is racist, Michael. You should be ashamed of yourself. Um, <laughs> but I, I take no real issue with. I've never had with mixed race couples. I, I've mentioned this before. The only, the first ever relationship I ever had in my life, and I, and it took many years before someone told me, was with a girl who was a different race to myself. Mm-hmm. And I never realised until much later, uh, when I was in college at the age of twenty, someone said, "Yeah, you were dating a," and then they said the word, they said the N word, and I was like, "Oh." I was like, I just, I didn't, never occurred to me. And I thought, but I wasn't dating because of a race. I was dating her because we were happy together. Right, that was what. Now this, that was th- this kind of racial stuff happens the other direction too. Oh, she actually did get comments from family who said something. Oh, I'm sure. But then she did, neither of us, the only reason we weren't, aren't together now is because my family, they did the most selfish thing they could have done and moved so my stepdad could avoid paying child support. And they moved 140 oh. miles. Jeez. And I was like, "You, I can't keep in contact. I didn't have internet access. I didn't have a phone. Uh, you, uh, I, I, and I see how happy she is now these days. And I feel I'm really jealous, to be honest. Because <laughs> perhaps I'd be less INTJ, you know. <laughs> I'd probably be well, little... you know, I, I have that though. I mean, everyone kind of looks at like an ex and goes, uh, not every relationship ends poorly, right? 
Sometimes you're just happy. You're just happy to see them happy later on in life. I am not because no, I'm kidding. I'm very happy. <laughs> I, 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 no, no, no. She was. She was. That, and, but it was that thing of that was that was in 2003. We're 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm intrigued how society has moved so much further forward now to being more accepting of uh, mixed race relationships and couples. Yeah. My mother did not care in the slightest. In fact, she never said any... She didn't care at all. She was really happy because she liked the person. That's perfect. You know, I, I don't understand... That's why I never, in my head, and I'm trying to... Uh, it's, that, um, uh, it's that idea of uh, colorblindness, right? Yeah. But it was a legit colorblindness because it was something that never occurred to me. But also could be my social lacking at that point. Like my interpersonal skills were about as useful as a wet paper bag to carry a ton of shopping. You know, I I, I just didn't. Yeah. I was not uh, socially aware, unlike her, which perhaps why we worked so well. Um, I was well honestly, and that's and that's that's one of the benefits of kind of being a bit more on the younger side. I think, yeah. um, because we have the opportunities to. Um, almost kind of just like look away from all the BS Um, because we weren't inundated or brought up with that kind of, I don't want to use the B word as bigotry, but like it is a bit. No, there's aspects of it. I get you. We're not using it as a buzzword. We're using it to explain a point. Right. Like we don't grow up with the, you know, the, the, oh, hey, well, you know, my great grandfather told my grandfather and then they told my father, you know, that kind of thing. Like, we didn't grow up with that because over time that eventually goes a bit down uh, as, as as cultures will change. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the good part of, you know, uh, multiple generations. But um, what then uh, is, is the responsibility of that person is to then make sure that we don't continue to... Um, allow for those um, behaviors to stand out in a way that uh, appears appealing to the newer generation. So when it comes to things like um, white nationalism or Christian um, fundamentalism, um, you have to kind of look at it and go, yeah, these people have these ideas. These are the merits of those ideas. Here are the downsides of those, uh, you know, those ideas. And then it is up to you to impress upon your children and those that you um, that you are a mentor towards, to then express a different way of life mm-hmm. and make the bad way of life not untenable but unappealing. Yeah, and it's a great opportunity to say things, especially in in your case. Um, not not saying that you are a bad person or anything like that, <laughs> but like we'll use that example. Uh, if you had had kids, be like, well, look, you know, I had a happy relationship with this person. They were a different race than I was. It wasn't a bad thing. We actually were very happy together. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah. Happiness is good. Good. Awesome. <laughs> that's 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 what you do for, like, the simplest of, of explanations. And then, of course, that gets into a lot more delving into deep things as they get older. Different. That works. I don't know why we went on, uh, or I'm... I apologize for going on this tangent for so long, but like it actually. I don't think you're an apology. It's a fascinating subject, especially because it, it's it's a segue. I I agree, but it ties into the concept of um, threats to uh, America because this is 
what intrigues me about the article is it's far-right MAGA theocrats most dangerous threat to America in the article. On Twitter, it's white nationalists and uh, Christian nationalists. And, and and I'm just... My my this, my issue is this comes from the position of of these are just wrong for America, but because they're not MAGA, but the Christian part is so fundamental to your country. How do you how do you even remove that? Because it's ingrained in your politics. The polit- politicians aren't going to remove it, are they? No, and and they will be the ones to actually like fight you over it too. Um, they will be the ones to actually cause the division. Um, because some of them are older, this partially is another reason why I think it's wise that we have a age where they are no longer, you know, uh, in power. Yeah. Because it allows for different individuals to come in. Um, but the, the problem is, is that we also have a system that kind of works against this in that um, society, cultural um, things they have a very strong ability um, to um, to change individuals' opinions uh, in in you know like children, uh, and and this is a is a problem because some of the more culturally relevant icons are insane uh, and have terrible ideas. Hassan is a great example. <laughs> I've seen him uh, recently getting called out by um, Ethan Klein, who they used to do a show together, didn't they? And uh, I think co- so. It, it concerning and it's what's torn people apart right now has led to many claims that the the woke bubble, and I hate saying that term, is about is bursting now because of the divide between Hamas and Israel in the debate. The fascinating thing now is, I have mentioned that Labour were a damn guaranteed to win next year. Yeah, but right sure. now they're having a minor issue because Kirstama has to publicly be seen backing Israel. However, a lot of his party do not agree with that. And it's causing a rather interesting friction. So uh, I've. It's not escalated much, but I'm ho- I'm, I want to see more to see how they work this out, see if they can work it out. So I'm having a really really like hard time right now with with the israel thing and i'm going to try and phrase this as best as i can yeah i do not like the ways that um israel with kind of wanton disregard for human safety yep uh hits a lot of location like for example they hit an area in southern Gaza, a residential complex. Um, they also struck uh, an ambulance. Their argument was that the ambulance was actually being used by Hamas um, because one of the hospitals in northern Gaza is actually a um, an entry point for their their metro underneath the tunnels underneath uh, Gaza City. It's a really hard thing to argue um, because we don't know enough. Okay. If I take Israel's word for it, then I have to accept that civilian casualties at the number that we are currently seeing is acceptable for a late game, you know, kind of, uh, you know, playing out for the for the later uh, victories. I have a hard time fully backing that 
because of just the innate disgust that one would have for seeing civilians die. Yeah. Um, just the same disgust as I had when it was, um, you know, uh, Israelis getting um, killed. It's the same kind of um, distrust and, you know, um, disappointment that one would feel uh, given given those pieces of information. Um, so when I say that I'm having issues with that situation, it is because I see what they are saying in their media and I see what the other side is saying in their media and I don't have a understanding like they do to be able to say yes or no, one person's lying and the other one's not. Likely it's somewhere in the middle. But I have to basically look at this and go, all right, like, yes, some of this is fine, but a lot of this is not fine. <clears throat> I, <clears throat> I've i kind of made it a point to um, avoid uh, as much of this as possible because it's it's, you cannot call out something, you can't call out both really actually, um, or call out the ideological aspect of it especially. The, the aggression shown and the willingness to cause so much harm does in me cause a lot of discomfort because I'm not yeah. comfortable with um, willingly harming others as collateral and acceptable. I've always believed in a proportionate response, not wanton destruction uh, annihilation. Right. But I do understand that in that area of the world, some believe that that is the only solution to root out the problem. And at this present moment, the, the group in question are screwed. They really are. Um, mm -hmm. They're not going to win against what is being about to be thrown at them. And I don't like that in the process, too many innocents are being harmed. But we can't... In this country, if you call that out, you are called anti-Semitic. But you're also called Islamophobic if you call out any acts, actions can, committed by anyone of the other side, because this is mm -hmm. this is two different faiths having a fight here, um, with others willing to jump in if and when needed that are not faith-based or faith-related. I, I find that quite concerning. And I don't, I don't have an an, an actual like straight up. I'm not saying in one way or the other that, like, we agree with one side. It's more like, it's not, it's, it's also not a both sides argument. It's a situation where you both, you, you look at it and go, civilians dying is bad. Done. And, and so, yes, there is, there is a piece of that that um, cannot be avoided. Uh, in you know things like um, what 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 Israel has to do if indeed Hamas does use civilian targets, which we know they do, they do actually do. Um, they use civilians as shields. Um, we have to. You, you, the other option is basically to step back and go. This isn't my fight. Therefore. 
you kind of just you let the country do what it is. That's that's the other argument that a lot of Americans have, uh, from especially you, when from you guys, your country are and much like my country uh, are one hundred percent in on the side of Israel, regardless. Yeah. And then they go and there. Also, they go. They go to the area of the world, and make it seem like they're going to try and achieve peace. And I'm like, Benjamin Netanyahu is going to ignore you and think you're a moron. And he did it earlier. He threatened to wipe out Hamas. Uh, he will do, if they do anything else, he's going to go in on them even harder. Mm-hmm. I was paying attention. I know what he said. <laughs> I actually get the exact quote. It'd be a lot better, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, it's like three words, I but- think. Yeah, you will pay. Simple. He's like, after um, Hezbollah uh, said, don't test us. Uh, no, he warned Hezbollah, don't test us. You will dearly pay after they threatened Israel and the US with further escalation on the Lebanese front. Uh-huh. Um, the ID- IDF has struck ambulance convoys in Gaza. Now that I'm against entirely. Right. Don't. But but you see, like, so what it, what it comes down to is this is war. And war does not have any any kind of clear um, uh, reporting. Yeah. There is almost nothing that you can 100% believe is uh-huh. accurate. Even your lying eyes can lie to you, especially yeah. in a world where, I mean, almost anything can be made to look real. Very true. Or sound real. I mean, this is going to be very interesting because from a different stance, how your politicians and my politicians handle this situation or their involvement in the situation. Many in my country are just like, we need to deal with a ceasefire. We need to push for a ceasefire. It's like, but we have. It failed. Why are you still pushing this? Like, it's not a case of electric boogaloo until you get the result you want. It's it's not like the Brexit you tried to force your pricks. Like, they wanted more multiple votes on it, didn't they? Like, motherfucker, this is not how this works. This area of the world does not abide by the same rules we abide. So why are people so desperate to push for something that well, doesn't seem to be likely? Well, not only that, but, like, why are why are we, as outsiders, trying to muscle our way into a... a, a problem that, like, besides the issues that came with taking um, American hostages, yeah. right? Why are we trying to muscle in on the actual behavior? And I think even um, uh, Biden actually made some a comment recently that was like, hang on a second. This, this might be getting a bit out of hand here. Um... He's getting, so, fair, I mean, he's getting a fair amount of flack as well, though, isn't he, for supporting Israel for his own party? Yes, but like he's he's getting flack for a lot of reasons. He's getting flack because supporting Israel, but also because of the hundred million that he uh, wanted to send to Gaza. Um, oh dear! Like, right, like okay, strictly speaking, gave it to the people of Gaza. Great. That's not how any of it happens, and everyone knows. Yeah, it. It, sorry, but that was like the, the the jokes of old, like giving money to African um, nations in Africa, and then the money got spent by the actual governments themselves, or giving things to the people of Afghanistan when the Taliban just took it. 
Like, we've done this before. Made that mistake many times. Um, so, in our attempts to look virtuous, we end up being assholes. But, like, hey, some sum up uh, American politics, uh, modern politics in a single sentence. There you go. Seems accurate. Attempt- yeah. Um, so, I, I really don't know. But, here's the good news. Apparently, Ukraine's over. Really? Have you heard anything about Ukraine? No, I've heard nothing. Well, yeah. There you go. Um, I, I now have to go A lot look. of people... A lot, a lot of people uh, have basically just been like, well, look, uh, it's pretty clear to everybody involved that um, Ukraine cannot continue to hold out. Russia um, failed, suffered heavy losses in failed tank assault on Vuledar. Uh, Russia launches sure. drone attack on Ukraine infrastructure. Zelensky pondering ideas of 2024 election. Um, and that's, there's assault still going, but it's, it's, yeah, no one's really talking about it. And a lot of people on the other end of this, you know, the um, um, the the American side, are basically looking at this, going, "Look, we we don't want to fund this war anymore. And if we don't fund the war, then it's over." Do you think the reason that people look at America and expect you guys to fund it is because you made so much money during certain world wars from weapons production? Probably. Okay. Um, we may have made a name for ourselves in the arms dealing business. Oh uh, yeah, you certainly. Uh, it was an arms race with you guys. Well, true. Um, um, but extra to that is the fact that we, um, I mean, since our intervention in World War One and even before that, yeah, we we have been selling arms, and it's usually to allies. So then, do we just stop doing that? No. Like we don't. The, the problem is we don't export enough other things. A lot of our exports are bullets. Your people need them to fight tyranny. Yeah. Well, actually, true though. Yeah. Um, because you know, uh, that that is one reason why America can never be invaded by a you know an outside force in the traditional sense. There are 800,000 police, uh, a similar number of military, but there are 80 million gun owners. That's less than what I thought it would be. Uh, Yeah, but imagine each one. uh, In the case of a situation where that happens, then I don't think a lot of people are going to turn into law-abiding citizens. A lot of people might be like, hey, I know this is my gun, but here, take this. That's fair. I... I presume. Um, But that is, of course, in the worst case scenario where, like, China decides to ground invade from California. (laughs) Not California, (laughs) Texas. China invading. That's cute. Right. Well, they have no no balls. But, um... Obviously not. But, yeah. So that's kind of where where my brain's at looking at a lot of this stuff. Um, It's not good. None of it's good. Um... But to to see Salon caring more about like oh hey you know white nationalism is actually more of a threat than Hamas it's it's it's, Shut de- up. it's deflection shut up it's apologetics and deflection um, 
they just want to focus, they want to create a new drama to focus on and use it to make a larger point, but their larger point falls flat because they hyper focus on the wrong thing. I don't know. Uh, anyway, we have reached just over an hour. Um, mm-hmm. So I need to vanish and do stuff. Trups will have to go and do stuff as well. Uh, is there, are you here next week? Yes. Oh, sweet. Very good. Same time next week, or maybe, hang on, no, you were. Two Correct hours. time. Correct yeah, so, time next week. So next week it'll be 8.45 my time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you were 7.45. That was two hours earlier. Um, okay, right. well, thank you everyone for being here. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week then. And this will be on uh, Spotify and up on Rumble over the weekend. Uh, say goodnight, Trups. Good night, Trups. Good night, Trups. We are out. Three, two, one, stop.